0: In 1647, laborers toiling away at the Tower of London uncovered two small skeletons while clearing away rubble from a staircase. Had the discovery been made today, scientists would have used a whole host of forensic tools, including genetic samples and family trees, to determine the identities of the remains. None of these existed back in 17th century England, however. People still knew who the skeletons were. After a lifetime spent in the lap of luxury, Two young boys were declared illegitimate and thrown into the formidable Tower of London, from which they never emerged. A series of civil wars that took place in 15th century England, the War of the Roses, is undoubtedly one of the most fascinating events in English history. It was fought between the House of Lancaster and the House of York, ultimately wiping out their entire male lines and changing the kingdom's course forever. In early 1461, Edward IV of the House of York managed to defeat the Lancastrian forces and deposed King Henry VI, which enabled him to take the throne for himself. A few years later, he married Elizabeth Woodville and they had two sons together, Edward V and Richard. As King of England, Edward IV was a handsome and charismatic leader who was respected for his feats on the battlefield. However, much of his more than two-decade reign was spent struggling to establish his power and authority, both of which were compromised by those who supported his main adversaries, the House of Lancaster. The numerous challenges that he faced didn't stop him from attempting to stabilize the kingdom, though. According to the website Historic UK, Perhaps ironically, given that he came to power on the battlefield, Edward's greatest achievement as king was to restore a sense of order to a country and government which had lost its sense of purpose during the chaotic and undisciplined days of Henry VI's rule. Indeed, his chosen royal motto was the Latin modus et ordo, which translates to method and order. Unfortunately, Edward IV's reign ended too soon. His sudden death on April 9, 1483, upended all that he had worked for and left his entire family, particularly his two sons, In an extremely vulnerable position, his eldest son, Edward V, inherited the throne of England. However, at 12 years old, he was still far too young to rule the entire country. Despite having spent most of his life training for the role, on the other hand, his younger brother, 10-year-old Richard, was already a widower, having married Anne de Mowbray, the 8th Countess of Norfolk, when he was four and she was five. Unfortunately, she died three years later. While Edward V would one day become king of England, his brother was set to inherit the title Richard of Shrewsbury, Duke of York. However, their father's abrupt death left their lives and their futures in limbo. Surrounded by their enemies, and both too young to fight for themselves, they had no one to turn to. At the time, child kings were considered mere puppets of those closest to them, given that they were easily swayed and lacked the political know-how to have any real power. It was a widely accepted fact that whoever had the child king's ear controlled the entire kingdom, which was why two rival factions were born out of Edward IV's death. His wife, Queen Elizabeth Woodville, and the rest of her family desperately tried to secure themselves as the proxy rulers of England, until young Edward V became of age. However, their efforts were hampered by Edward IV's brother, Richard. Duke of Gloucester, who, unsurprisingly, desired the throne for himself. Things initially seemed to be against the Duke of Gloucester, with ten-year-old Richard under Queen Elizabeth's care and protection while his older brother was with their uncle, Anthony Woodville, in the town of Ludlow. Due to these circumstances, modern-day historians largely believe that King Edward IV had attempted to force peace between the two warring factions. It is possible that in his dying days, Edward IV made efforts to balance the rivalries, perhaps even declaring that his son and heir should remain with Anthony Woodville, one of his uncles, while the Duke of Gloucester, another uncle, served as Lord Protector until Edward V was old enough to rule for himself. That was not to be the case. As Edward IV's will went missing, and exactly what form of government he had hoped to establish was soon overtaken by events. Regardless of Edward IV's wishes, his death still meant that his eldest son would be crowned King of England. The coronation was set for June 22, 1483. However, rather than exciting preparations for the ceremony, the events that took place in the weeks that preceded it were instead very tragic. On April 30th, in the town of Stony Stratford, Anthony Woodville was arrested on orders of Richard, Duke of Gloucester, who had allied himself with the Duke of Buckingham. This triggered a coup which spurred Queen Elizabeth Woodville to flee with her youngest son and five daughters to Westminster Abbey, where they sought sanctuary. Meanwhile, Edward V was escorted to the formidable Tower of London, where monarchs traditionally resided before their coronation. His own ceremony was repeatedly delayed, though, which led many to suspect that his uncle was planning something nefarious in order to take the throne for himself. A few weeks later, on June 13th, the Royal Council held a meeting to determine the fate of Edward V in England. However, it didn't take long before chaos erupted, with the Duke of Gloucester denouncing several individuals and claiming that they were all conspiring against him. As he was the appointed Lord Protector at the time, this offense was considered treason of the gravest kind, which meant that the accused faced the death penalty. Following a series of arrests, many were executed including William Lord Hastings, who had worked as the late King's Chamberlain. Meanwhile, Anthony Woodville, the second Earl Rivers, was beheaded on June 25th, a mere two days after accusations of treason had been leveled against him. After his arrest, he and his half-brother, Sir Richard Gray, had been taken to Pontefact Castle in the town of Yorkshire, where they would eventually meet their end. This sudden turn of events sent shockwaves across London, with the public living in fear and anxiety. Whispers were rife that the lives of Edward V and the Duke of Gloucester were at risk, which promoted the latter to send for his supporters in the north, who came to his aid with weapons and soldiers. Before Anthony Woodville was executed, though, Richard, the youngest son of late King Edward IV and his wife Queen Elizabeth, had already been released into the Duke of Gloucester's custody after his mother saw no other way to save the family and the throne of in blind affection, rather than a sentiment to a foreign alliance, which rulers were supposed to do. As the daughter of a lowly knight, she brought nothing to the table, and thus had no purpose whatsoever. Even worse was the fact that Elizabeth Woodville was no longer a virgin, having given birth to two sons by her first husband before his death. Given all this, Edward IV knew that his advisers would never agree to a marriage between him and Elizabeth Woodville, which was why they chose to hold the ceremony in secret instead. This may have allowed him to marry the woman whom he actually loved, but his two sons would ultimately pay the price for his decision. The sermon held at St. Paul's Cross spread like wildfire, and it didn't take long for people to begin believing that Edward V was illegitimate and had no claim to the throne of England. Among those who supported this idea was the Duke of Buckingham, who gave an impassioned speech in public denouncing the two young princes and the Woodvilles, as well as reiterating his support for the Duke of Gloucester. These rumors combined with the news that a northern army was fast approaching to help further Richard's cause proved to be catastrophic for Richard V and his younger brother. Nearly everyone in England, the noblemen, the clergy, and the commons alike turned against them, declaring their illegitimacy and throwing their full support behind the Duke of Gloucester. From then on, Edward V was no longer known as the future King of England, but rather as Edward Bastard. His uncle, on the other hand, was crowned King Richard III on July 6, 1483. A detective came and knocked on the door.
1: Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts.
0: After spending their entire lives as royalty, the two brothers found it challenging to transition into life as the illegitimate children of the former King of England. The former princes were once seen by an Italian clerk named Dominic Mancini who visited London and witnessed the coronation. In his report titled the usurpation of Richard III. He wrote that the young boys had, quote, withdrawn from the inner apartments of the Tower proper, and day by day began to be seen more rarely behind the bars and windows, until at length they ceased to appear altogether. As time went on, Edward V and his younger brother Richard simply disappeared from the Tower of London, leaving behind a lingering unease about the fate that they had been dealt with. There were whispers that they had been smothered to death or poisoned, with Dominique Mancini including in his report the words of a physician who allegedly said that quote, the young king, like a victim prepared for sacrifice, sought remission of his sins by daily confession and penance because he believed that death was facing him. King Richard III managed to claw his way to the throne of England by declaring his nephews illegitimate. However, this ultimately proved to be his downfall. Many believe that he was behind their purported murders, and this idea fueled the rebellion against him in 1483. Two years later, he was slain in battle by his relative and rival, Henry Tudor, who went on to ascend to the throne of England as King Henry VII, officially ending the War of the Roses. With all the turmoil that England was experiencing at the time, the two princes of the House of York were largely forgotten. That is, until over two centuries later, in 1674 when workmen rebuilding the Tower of London unearthed two small skeletons at the base of a staircase. Many immediately assumed that the remains belonged to Edward V and Richard, which is why these were immediately moved to Westminster Abbey and reburied. But given the absence of forensic evidence, no one can say for sure whether these skeletons were really that of the two princes in the Tower. While history has long regarded King Richard III as the mastermind behind his nephew's alleged murders. Others claim that his rival, King Henry VII, could have been involved too. After all, the Tudor claim to the throne of England was incredibly weak, and those who opposed it could have easily exploited the existence of the two brothers. To quote Britain Express, If the princes lived, they both had a better claim to the throne for Henry to become king he needed the princes to disappear. That, in the eyes of many modern historians, make him a prime suspect. We may never know the truth about what really happened with the two princes in the tower, but perhaps this is the reason why the uncertainty of their fates continue to be an endless source of fascination, even though more than five centuries have passed since then.